Welcome in everybody to Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we have another good show for you tonight. Colby? You know, we like to start every show off with an opening toast, and this week we decided we're going to toast the three Americans that are still fighting for the U.S. Open. There's, there's one gentleman and two women that uh, will be playing this week to, to continue to, to try to get that U.S. Open championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty excited about Tiafo. That was a big win over big, the dog. That was a big W. You know, we're, we were 31-2 and two against the top three tennis as players. As Americans. As Americans, yeah, going into that. Well, I knew – I didn't know that. I knew that Nadal was 22-0 and 0 yeah. in, in uh, Grand Slam matches so far this year. Yeah, no. We, know, he won the Australian and the French – Right, and then I think he pulled out of Wimbledon. Yeah, it'd been but, since 2016 yeah, since mean, we we beat one of the big three, so that was a big dub. Yeah, and I see that Tiafo has to face uh, Andrey Rublev, yeah, who's I'm, number nine of Russia. I give up on the name pronunciations. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Tennis. Again, PSA: if we butcher a name, we apologize. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, what about Coco? Coco, Coco Golf. Yeah. Uh, she's. Uh, She's advancing to the quarterfinals, and she'll be playing Caroline Garcia of France. Coco's actually the higher seed in this one, so yeah, you know, yeah it's true. hopefully she can move on. She's the youngest uh, to reach the quarters in 13 years at 18 years old, and Garcia uh, has really been on fire, uh, 10 years older than Coco, and uh, we'll see if uh, Coco can slow her down because she's... i got to be honest with you, I've only watched the one tennis match and that was Serena's last so yeah and you know I, I was hoping we were going to get to you know talk about uh, her still being in it this week but uh, she did great in upsetting the number two player but uh, then she lost that, that next uh, I don't know if you match. watched that match but I watched it from start to, to finish and it was I, I didn't get to good. see it it was uh, good she, she, she looked like she was going to she looked like she was going to win to me through, midway through, like the the second set. But then, uh, man, it just it went downhill from there. But she fought hard. It was good. It was a good match. And then the highest ranked American still left. Uh, actually, the number one American female uh, player, and that's uh, Jessica Pegula. And uh, she's got to go against. You know, she's right. the number one American, but she's got yeah. to go against the number one world. Right, world-ranked uh, player, for Yeah, sure. from Poland, Iga Swiatek. And uh, one thing I, I found interesting uh, when I was doing a little research is uh, Jessica's parents actually own the Buffalo Bills and the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Well. So, uh, you know, if she can pull off this U.S. Open and, you know, we got the Bills as, as our Super Bowl favorites – could, could be, be a, a real good year. Could be a good year in Buffalo. But, could be a uh, lot of wings eaten. Exactly. And then another thing about uh, her that I found interesting is her and Coco actually compete in a lot of these tournaments as doubles partners. That is uh, so good. They're, they're, they're highly rated uh, doubles partners. So, to you Americans still, still yeah. trying to bring home that That's U.S. Right. Open, cheers. Cheers. Win it. Win it. Ooh, that's pretty good. That is good. Why don't you tell them what we're sipping on tonight, Dust? It's a little strong, a little strong. Got really nice color. Yes. So this is uh, this is from my barrel. Uh, this is my own barrel that I've been aging since January. Yeah, we teased it a little bit a few episodes yep. ago. Yep. So it was time for we're 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 six months. I think six months, a little longer than that, in on on the taste. So what I did with this 
is I actually combined two mashes mm -hmm. into one. Right. But they're and they're both rye. Okay. So this is a yeah, full I'm, rye. Yeah, I'm getting that that rye taste. But that color is really nice. Really, it's really, really pretty color. Really good. And I, I, I aged it in the house for for three months, and it's been in in my the cellar basement for the last and, couple. And of months. isn't it amazing how much you lose through evaporation? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm literally down to like I mean a quarter of a barrel. Yeah, and that's why uh, you know the usually the longer the bourbon's aged, the more expensive it is, is because it costs more to make it because every barrel you're only getting half back out of it. So it's got good flavor though. I mean, yeah, I for, think, especially I, I, for a rye because you know I'm not yeah, a rye. Yeah. Oh. Rye guy, I'm a splash guy. That's alcohol abuse. <laughs> I think I would put it on a rocks. I'd rate it a. I'd rate it a three for me. Yep. yep. For a rye too. I just it, the color is just really impressive to me. But yeah, I mean that, that went in clear, went into the bar barrel clear. That's right. Now it's got that pretty amber color. So just a few months, a few months later. So. Yeah. Yeah. These are fun. You know, we we talked about uh, getting a barrel. Uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago on yeah. the show and. Uh, they're, they're fun. And yeah, if you have a chance, you should get you a barrel. And even if you were to put in a, an already four-year, three-year, seven-year aged right. bourbon and age it some more in this, yeah. it's fun to play oh, yeah. with. Yeah. And different. And it changes the, the flavors and it the does. notes. And, uh, so, yeah, it's, if, you're, if you're into bourbon, you should have a, yeah. a barrel. And you can get them personalized, get your name on it. You know, I, I think we're going to have to have us a... Bourbon buzzed and ball and barrel before too yeah, long. Yeah, we should. Maybe we should. maybe get one of the five gallon ones. There we go. There we and, go. And uh, do some do some do of our some own private stuff. Our own private stock. All right, let's well, roll. Let's uh, let's get right into today's show. Let's come in hot. Uh, you know, a few things going on. Uh, let's start with uh, the baseball with Major League Baseball. And uh, there's a couple guys out there swinging for the fences every time they come to the plate. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge, he just hit number fifty four. Uh, was it Monday or Sunday? I can't remember which day it was, but he just hit number 54. It was, well, I don't remember either. Actually, yeah. I think it was Monday because I think he then went to watch the U.S. Open later that night. Uh, yeah, he was. To, with his he wife. was on TV for um, that. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, he, I think He's going he, for the Yankee record, right, which is Roger also still, still the American League record. 61 is the American League record, and it's Roger Maris' Yankee record. And a lot of people... The diehards right, right. still consider sixty-one as the all-time because because Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Mark right. McGuire are the only guys that have ever exceeded that sixty-one, and that was yeah. in the juice, the juice stage. Yeah. Sixty-one is still impressive. So yeah, it's still he's got a lot of people tracking this, pulling for him. I, I did the math, and he is actually on pace to do sixty-four. He's got 27 games left, and he averages a home run at like every two and a half games. I think he's coming. That's coming down, though. I think it did was, come down. Some was on pace. He so. was on pace for more than that. That's right. But uh, uh, we're currently, based on the number of games left and his home runs per games already played, it's right at 64, 65. It was like 10.8. Yeah. is what it came to. Um, so I haven't even I haven't even looked at. Looked at the matchups he's got facing. I haven't him. either. Stadiums he's in. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think with no, him it doesn't I mean, really matter. No, not with that, um, that physical specimen. I the one I'm most, I guess I'm down about. I don't see it happening. Well, you know Albert. what? You I know, know what? He, he can get high. Give me something. Give me something. Actually, the statistics. I he's, can. He's five away from the 700 club. Right. 
And he is actually, since he joined the Cardinals, now I'm not saying the whole year, but since he joined the Cardinals, he averages a home run every 5.25 games. He's got 27 games left. That's mm-hmm. enough time to Puts get five right more. Number. Puts him right at 700. And you know what? I have a feeling there might be some pitchers that Couple don't gophers. mind serving up a, a, a silver platter or two. You know, if, if the game doesn't mean any, if, if it's if it's not a game that that has bearings on the standings, sure. I could see. Now he's clearly a, a a player favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. He's clearly a player yeah, favorite. I, I'm I think, pulling for him. Yeah, I, I think I think the whole league is pulling for him. It's going to be tough, and it's you know it, it's going to get that grip on that bat's going to get a little tighter and tighter as as as. Yeah, the, he might press the, a little exactly, bit. Exactly as the game. He's such wear a great on. hitter, though. Golly, he's such a great hitter. I've enjoyed watching his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy, good guy. I've always. I, I, don't really have a team I pull for, but I have always, you know, enjoyed pulling for pool holes. Yeah. He's, one, he's one of the stand-up guys, so you want to see him. Let's I would talk, love to see him hit that 700 club. Let's talk some football. Let's, the, the, let's, the, the transfer portal, uh, you know, they, they just changed the rules for the transfer portal where they're going to give two windows. So you got a 45-day window where you can announce your transfer, uh, and that's – after the, the championship selection. And then there's going to be a 15-day period in the first two weeks of May at the end of spring, spring practice. Yeah. yeah, so... I, I like the that rule change. I think there should be a defined window. I don't, you know, for a coach, yeah. you can't have that hanging over you that a player right can, right i mean you you know it's like like lsu this weekend exactly and i, you know, you can't I was going to talk on that when we got into the next Boutte, segment, yeah. you know having a a bad game and mad because he didn't get the ball or he wasn't in right. the game plan and yeah and, yeah i mean you want you want these kids to be able to find the best situation for them but you don't want to cripple the program and and you don't want to hold up somebody else's opportunity to come sure. play for a team. That's right. Yeah, you because know, there are scholarship limits. Yeah, and, and there's scholarships that get pulled when exactly. another kid flips on right. a program. Yeah, so, so there definitely needs it needs It's a to very be, unfair process. Yeah, so it does need to be in, in controlled uh, windows. And then one thing I was glad that they voted down yes. was the unlimited uh, right. transfer. Because you don't want just no. wide open free agency, a kid changing schools every single year. It's not good for the kid. It's not good for the sport. Uh, you know. No, no, and and at some point, at some point, you know, the kid has to look at himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with the uh, with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You know, it is is crucial because it's a tough decision making a making that decision on right. what school you want to well, go you're to. In high school, you don't know if it's going to uh, be a good fit. And for when you. you get there, things are different. Yep. Coaches are different. I can speak from experience. Right. Coaches are different, and you get there, and it's just not the right fit. Right, and you know you have to have that ability to be able to just make that decision. Well, I mean, even as a on. student, just being a student, right? You go to way to a college, and it's not for you. You you don't have to, you know, sit out a year <laughs> yeah, before no. you. You know, so Coaches. these aren't professionals. I mean, kind of are now, but uh, yeah, no. The the portal is is good for the kids, um, just like the NIL is is good for them, and then. Uh, Another rule change, or not really a rule change, but they also voted this week to expand the uh, college football playoffs. Yeah, that was that was definitely you could see that. That's coming. been coming. That's, That's been, been coming. coming. And 
I don't know yet. I mean, I like I like the format that they've that they're gonna do. I mean, right. but I think I was more in line with eight versus the twelve. But I do like the six. You know, conference champions getting in. Yeah, I think if, if, if you only yeah, if you only go to eight, I don't think you can guarantee the six conference champions. And only, and then only have two at large. I mean, you you could, yeah, but there's going to be a lot of argument. I see the argument, and and are we are we still not going to argue even at twelve? Absolutely. I mean, are we? Gonna... And, and are we just setting up a, a look? What happened with Georgia and Oregon this weekend? Sure. I mean, there's going to be some. Yeah, you know, are we just setting up lopsided? Yeah, there but is, but then man. on the other hand, you know, if if you got a a, a southern team that has to go up north. To play that first round of playoffs, you know that that could be the equalizer. Yeah, I, it could be. I've so, always I've always argued that it's not right. Um, I don't think us Southern boys are afraid of going nah, out and playing so. in a little snow. I know all my Big Ten friends and uh, Northern friends will argue the opposite, but I I think you'll find out that our our southern fast twitch muscles, they, they do the same thing up there right. in the cold. We yeah. might get an extra hammy or something, you know. But, I I mean, I agree, though. I think it would be – I would love to see Alabama at the big house in December. Right. November, December, right. playing in some snow. See what happens. It'd be cool. Well, It'd you know, cool. I, I, think, I think that's one good thing about this expansion is it does give – some uh, you, you now can have a home playoff game instead of having everything being at a bowl game. Right, right, right. Uh, the other thing that I like about it is I think now this will allow schools to schedule much tougher games early in the season. You know, sure. Who wants to see Alabama Utah State? I would. I would have rather seen Alabama. Texas, like and, this, yeah, time. or or you know, I would like to have seen a premier match. You know, there were know, some good Alabama, you know, USC, you know, yeah. Alabama, and I know, Iowa. That, and I know a lot of those games are on the schedule for the future. So, sure, and you know, this will allow where you can lose one, probably two games, and still be alive for the playoffs. So, what's that, this gonna this what what is this actually gonna do to the FBS schools? Have we thought of that? You know, you think about all the small schools that make that. Big check coming to play right. yeah. Alabama or coming to play Georgia. You know, they, and they that's make gonna, their whole season. It's, it's going to reduce it. I mean, I still think you'll need one or two filler games on your schedule. But it's not going to be as many. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and those filler games aren't, you said FBS. They're not going to It's probably just going to be one, one FBS yeah. uh, at most. I don't like them anyway. I've never. I never have. I mean, no you may problem. see. You may see some of those programs having to lose their football programs. Some yeah. of those schools. I mean, I've always understood the financial aspect to those games, but yeah, they but just don't make. They it, don't make sense. You it's know, not interesting. It's, it isn't. It's not. It's it, no it's, fun. And the only. The only good thing is it gets these fourth and fifth stringers an opportunity to play in a in a game on TV and and get a little experience for yeah. next year but but I think I think we're seeing you know at Alabama of course we've seen just mass subbing going on at the onset of the game right. Georgia Georgia does it a lot too um all the big schools you know if they're if they're too if they're at least too deep sometimes three deep I see the rotations happening as soon as the game starts right. so 
I mean, I just, I just don't like those. I don't like those filler games at all. I would yeah, like to man. see them go away. I hate it for the small programs that rely on that for the economics. But I would love to see you play more conference games. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, maybe, maybe start the year with a couple out of conference games, and then boom, play every team in your conference or, or a bunch the, of them. I think we all wait so much for the first game of the year. Week one ought to be premier matchups. Right. Out of conference matchups, yep. stuff that we can talk about. Yeah, like have, the, have long. the Big Ten and the SEC top to bottom, head to head. You know, yeah, one yeah. versus Just one, like two versus two. Does, yeah, the challenges that yeah. would be really. Yeah, that would be great. That to would see. be really good. I would love to see. I would love to see the pack come over here and play the SEC, mm. so we could we could put that discussion <laughs> to an end. Just yeah. like we did Saturday. That's right. We yeah, well, saw that discussion come to well, an end really quick. Let's go on. Go ahead and move into our next segment. Let's, let's go, go ahead and, and do our uh, week one of college football season recap. Well, I think I can recap in with two teams. I mean, and it's, it's, it's Alabama and it's Georgia and it's everybody else. I mean, I know week one is a little strong in that, but Ohio State – not impressed. And I know Notre Dame's better right. than than Utah State for sure. And I think Notre Dame has a great offense. I mean right. defense. Great right. defense. And they, they look like they gave Ohio well, State and, a lot and, of trouble. I think one thing that hurt Ohio State was losing Smith and Jigba. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and depending on how many games he's at, they're saying you know, they're saying it's a hamstring. It's a hammy though. They say two, but Yeah, he you know, Hammy and I can attest to that. I dealt with it all my football and track career. Uh once once you damage it, it it Yeah, it, has it repeats. Propensity to damage again. Um, I I mean I'm I'm I hate to say it. I mean I d I didn't think Georgia was gonna take a step back. I mean I thought I've I always thought Stetson's great, but he's clearly into the Heisman discussion. I don't, at this point. I don't know if I'm quite ready to put him there. I, I put him in the sleeper. Nah, he's he's or in the long Heisman. shot. Maybe. Well, I'm not. Yeah, maybe long shot, but he's in the discussion. But I didn't think Georgia. I mean, I was curious to see Georgia defensively, mm-hmm. but were you honestly that sold on Oregon offensively? Nah. Man. I mean, I think I think I made it. I mean, we can put the Bo Nix discussion to bed. He was he wasn't a quarterback at all. I mean, <laughs> he looked terrible. He looked terrible. Now I know Georgia's defense is really good, but well, if you look if you look at the new this week's polls to kind of back up what you just said, you got the two best SEC teams one and two because yeah. Georgia jumped jumped them. them, so they're one and two. Alabama, Georgia. Then you got the two best Big Ten schools. Three and four, yeah. Because Michigan jumped uh, up to four, and you got Ohio State dropped down to three. So you got the two best conferences holding the top four spots, right? And like you said, right now the SEC definitely their two looks better, so that's why they're one two. And then you got a Clemson team that stuck at five or fell to five in one poll and stuck stuck to five. Uh, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I think. Which I I think Clemson played their, themselves out to me. Based, I mean, they're still going to be in it just because who's going to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I mean NC State, NC didn't State even struggled look that great. with East, East Carolina. That's but I a, mean, DJ, let's talk about DJ, man. Well, let's hold off on DJ. You second. don't want to talk about DJ? I want, let, let, let's back up just a little bit. All right, because I want to I want to talk about just a couple of 
of uh, impressions about the weekend. Then I want to I want to dive deeper into these top five schools. Okay. Uh, so you know, basically, like I said, it, it for the for the ACC and the Pac-12. This opening weekend, I don't think could have went worse. You know, uh, UNC, NC State both struggled with good teams, but unranked teams. Right. And uh, Clemson was not impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were they were tied zero zero five minutes into the second quarter. Well, I mean, you, I don't want to say take away the two special teams touchdowns because they happen. But right. if you take them away. Well, and their first score was on that block point. They get the right. ball to five, and it, right. it takes them four plays they to beat, score from the five. They beat uh, an engineering school yep. 27 to 10 without yep. those special teams play. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, and the, their defense looked great, but against a, a Georgia Tech team that was playing the first time out of a shotgun. Right. I mean, yeah. So I mean, the ACC they gonna have they got a lot of ground to make up to do. get a team in the playoffs. The and they're gonna need some help from the outside. The Pac-12 they may already be out of the playoffs. I, I guess USC. I mean, you know, Utah getting beat by an unranked Florida team. Florida look Florida, Florida look, good, did look good, but but they're I still what Utah. maybe third best in the SEC East. Maybe, maybe maybe fourth because you got I Tennessee mean, and Kentucky. Yeah, Florida has a chance to. To, to stop that discussion this weekend. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, so, I mean, that SEC East, I, I said it in our college preview show. To me, that's the best division yeah, in but football. Is it really, though? I mean, Arkansas looked good. Yeah. Arkansas looked good. Yeah, but LSU and then you got LSU. Well, horrible. They, yeah, they lost, to, they lost to Florida State. <laughs> LSU. Uh, it's a dumpster fire in Baton Rouge, man. It's a dumpster fire. All right, let's After talk. week let's, one. You know, there were there – were, Three games, and I, I've touched on a couple of them already, and you just touched on one. So three games that really were were, exci- were fun games to watch. Good finish, you know. Right. You know the UNC App game. Oh yeah. Uh, Sixty-three to sixty-one. App scored forty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a what was it? A combined sixty-two points in the fourth quarter. Yep. Both yep. teams crazy. Yep. And how good did Drake May look? You know, you know he was committed to Bama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, he. I knew you knew that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to quiz him. Well, the, you know, one that. mistake that UNC made was on that onside kick. If he takes a knee instead of running it for a touchdown, right, right, they run the clock run the out. Clock out. never has a chance. Yeah, but who's? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got it's hard in that it. moment to to not do it. And then, of course, uh, App scores with 14 seconds left. <laughs> Got the game tying two point conversion and the wide receiver just forgets to close his hands. Yeah. So you know that was that was an exciting game. A lot of points. A, it was a great uh, game. Great just, game. What a good game to watch if you love defense. I thought UNC had. I, I told you. I told everybody in the pregame, the preseason mm-hmm. show we had that UNC's defense was going to be their strength. Yeah. And the quarterback was the question. Yeah. The quarterback's not the question. Nah, nah. And they had a quarterback battle going into the final week of preseason. Right. And if the, if that's a battle, then there's second quarterback's got to be really good, too. And so. poor App, they get to go to Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that game, though. I think that could be a sneaky game. Yeah. And then you just mentioned the FSU-LSU uh, game. And, uh, yeah, poor O'Brien Kelly, you know. That game was a snooze fest in the first half. Yes, it was. It was a snooze fest, man. Yeah. But it, it was good. It was a good game. I think uh, I, I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm not an FSU fan. I'm, I'm not a hater of FSU. At all. Yeah, maybe they can build on this. I think it know? was a building block for Norvell. I think, I think he certainly he's got to. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. He's got to be feeling the Deion Sanders heat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I think I think that's a natural fit soon too. I think right. it's a very I mean, he's soon shown fit. That, he's shown that he's a legit head coach. It's too it to and, me. They uh, and a hell of a recruiter. I know we're yeah. bouncing around tonight, yeah, but, <laughs> but we might as well. College football's back. I'm happy, man. Yeah. I think I think Deion going to FSU should have been a done deal. But right. It's definitely a building block for Florida State. I, I mean, well, and you they, touched on it earlier. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, one game, and he's already scrubbed his socials of LSU. I, I see this playing out like uh, Jamar Chase. He may not even play the rest of the year and just start training for the draft. Yeah, I mean, he's got the pedigree, but I mean, I, I bet he wishes he transferred to Bama now. I bet he, he does. He wanted to come with his buddy Ricks, and I bet he does. He could come with. He could have come with Burton and put up two TDs in his yep. first game. Burton looked good. You know that was the only SEC loss of the weekend. I know. I know. Yeah, SEC was looking really, really dominant going into that one. But I mean, I I, I figured that game was fifty fifty. I wasn't sold. I mean, LSU's been struggling. They struggled for quarterbacks, except for the the the. The Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, Brian Kelly's going to have to grow a set and go for it. You know, you already had a field goal blocked. Man, I don't know about Brian Kelly. I... You already had a field goal blocked. You somehow managed to get this drive at the end of the game where you have a chance to win. You have a chance to reward your players. You go for the extra point instead of two point. Knowing your your kicking game. Knowing you know, that your yeah your special was, teams yeah, exactly. Is, and and what did they do? They blocked the extra point for the win. Yeah. So you know, hats off to FSU. Like I said, I hope they I hope they take this and 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 run with it. And yeah. Have a great season. I think it can be a building block for them for sure. And then the other the other game that was uh, wasn't supposed to be a close game was Florida and Utah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, that Anthony Richardson. Man, he. You know his stats weren't no, flashy, but he, but he's he's a, he's at load. He's, he's the real deal. I mean that he's size. The real deal. He's and, Cam I mean, Newton. Son. You know they 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 talk. They I seen some preseason or uh, whatever you want to call them early mock drafts for next year's mm. NFL draft, and he's been getting a lot of love because of that size. Like you said, the Cam Newton comparisons. Yeah, uh, I mean, and he's he's a better thrower yeah. at this stage. He's got a rifle. And, and, and he'll get he'll get better as the year goes on too. So uh, he's got a good coach working with him. But uh, one thing, you know, I was I was able to check the polls before we uh, started recording tonight, and in the coaches' poll, Utah's still ahead of Florida. They got that guy Utah fifteenth and Florida nineteenth. The AP got it right. They've right. got they've got Florida at twelve and Utah coaches, at thirteen. Coaches <laughs> have all always said they. They sometimes they're not even the ones making the it's vote. Their secretaries. Yeah, that, I, the coaches poll needs to get thrown out, man. I, the, if you're coaching a a power five team, when do you have time to really exactly. watch? Yeah, I mean the games. You and don't. a lot of times, I mean Texas got a preseason number one ranking. I mean number one vote. You know, a lot of times coaches will manipulate this to 
to help get the teams you're playing a higher rate. And I'm not saying it was so saving, <laughs> but I ain't saying it wasn't. Yeah, coaches' <laughs> polls garbage. Let's go back to Florida a minute. How bad was Mullen that he wasn't playing Richardson? I mean, I know he probably wasn't ready, well, but was Emory Jones ready? You know, wasn't Mullen, that his name, Emory Jones? Yeah, you know, Mel. Uh, Mel I was gonna say Mellon. Mullen, he's always like that two QB system, you know. I mean, he did it with Man. Tebow yeah. his first time at Florida. He did it some with Dak and and some of those guys at, at Mississippi State. He 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 like I think likes to make it about him, not about the players. And that's you know? why he, that's why he's in that's the why, booth. Yeah. And he's not very good at that no, either. He's he, not good at that. He didn't at make all. our he didn't make our list that, that he, we're gonna go to. No, now. but he's on the watch list. <laughs> he is on the watch list because he was terrible. All right, now let's dive a little deeper into that top five. All right, let's do it. All right, you want to go from five to one or you want to go from one to five? Let's go five to one. Okay, so so number five, one word. Overrated. overrated. I knew you were As always, that. you know, Notre, They're always Notre Dame, they always get the benefit of the doubt. They do. It's, it's terrible. I, I'm so sick of that brand. And they only fell to nine. Yeah, After no. The loss. They, I mean, yeah, of course, gonna, if, I mean, if, they didn't. They didn't play horrible, and, and it was the number two team. And, and if if at, Ohio State is what everybody thinks they are, then they actually gave them a pretty good game defensively. Now, offensively, they they really couldn't get anything going. Um, no, they're 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 very pedestrian on offense, and so so they're definitely to me they're definitely a, a probably a top ten team. I, yeah, I would put them right about where they are, 9, 10, yeah. 11. You're yeah. right there. They're not – I I like the AP poll. Yeah, yeah, no. I, it, I don't have a whole lot of problems with the no, AP it, poll yeah, ever. It, it, it's, it's, it's pretty accurate. I mean, you got – because you got the people that are actually covering it. Yeah, exactly. And watching it, and they they are being real with it. Yeah, like sure. I said, the coaches either let somebody else do it or they have an ulterior motive or – like you said, just get rid of the coaches' poll. It's, yeah, mean. it's, it's really, meaningless. I mean, really, both polls are meaningless. It's the college football playoff poll that sure. really counts. But the AP poll. I mean, we got to have something to talk about in yeah, the offseason. Yeah, the for AP sure. poll. I mean, to be it, honest with you, Georgia should have been number one preseason. Well, and I, think, I think if you're the if you're the defending, defending champion, champion, you should, you start, should out. start out number one. Probably, but I think the only reason they didn't was just because of, of how many yeah, players they lost. Yeah, but look at their recruiting. Lost. I mean, exactly. their cupboards are full. Exactly. Anyway, okay, so we both agree Notre Dame, yeah. five, that and, was garbage. Yeah, that, they're, they're, we knew it was a matter yeah, of time. They're out, and, and your boys are in. Michigan moves in. Uh, like I said, they're four in the AP, and they're five in the coaches. Cause, and then Clemson. Who's number four? They stay number four in the coaches, and they flip flop or they drop behind Michigan. I like them too, AP. man. You know, I, I I wasn't sold on Michigan prior to the season. Mm-hmm. Now I realize it was Colorado State. Keep in mind, I know I'm being objective. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can't. Oh, I mean, it's been but one week or one and a half weeks. One thing about Michigan that I've you know, as as an Alabama alum and an and Alabama first and foremost fan, our cupboards are always full. Yep. And I've gotten used to that. And at Michigan, I, you would think it would have been the same, but it hasn't. Right. It hasn't been. And they, they actually got they got hit hard defensively with the draft last right. year. But it looked to me Saturday that they were plug and play. They plugged and played with new players, new a new scheme. Mm-hmm. 
And they looked good defensively, really, really good defensively. Offensively, their line has to get better. Well, and, and it seems like they're still not sold on one quarterback versus the other. I think this Saturday they're going to be because I, I think J.J. McCarthy's the better quarterback. He's certainly the better athlete, the better arm. I know Cade is good and solid, but I think J.J. will emerge. I mean, I think Michigan's a borderline playoff team. If they can get by I mean, the they Buckeyes. In, they were in it last year. Yeah. Yeah, so I like them being at four now. Okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, so Clemson, uh, you know, I, I put you on pause earlier. You wanted to talk about DJ. And, uh, you know, I put in my notes, uh, DJ, ooey, no way. Ooey, I, no way. I just don't think that I they're going to be able to he's, there's something to win – He's he's not wired correctly. You, you know, well, and I don't know if his confidence got shook last season. I mean, how could he not? Have, I mean, he was shook from the get go. I mean, his freshman year when he filled in those few games for Trevor, he looked amazing. He did. And then then it was the, it, the offense was handed to him his sophomore year. Terrible. You and as a Clemson fan, there's no way you can be happy with last night. You can't yeah. after looking at the stats. Yeah. And he held the ball too long. He took sacks. He made some good throws. Yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah. but he should. I mean, he's I got mean, talent. He's, it's just, he's got arm I, talent. To me, it's starting to look. You know, I mentioned Trevor Lawrence. It's yeah. starting to look like. You remember Kelly Bryant? Yep. He was the incumbent. He was supposed to be handed the keys to the car. Mm-hmm. He was looking over his shoulder. He wasn't doing it, and uh, Dabo handed the the job to um the freshman to Trevor, and that might be what happens. Here, you know, Georgia Tech has won nine games in the last three years. Right, right. And and they looked they looked really good. And you know, for <laughs> under a new coach, new scheme. Yeah, I mean, they look good. They, yeah, but, I mean, they look good. They for, look good, for, but Cle- yeah, but Clemson, Clemson did not look good at all. No, uh, no, my my Will Shipley as a sleeper for Heisman took a little bit of a hit. Yeah, last I mean, he, night he still he uh, did he's, get a couple touchdowns. Yeah, he's, and, he's still uh, he's still a talent. But I, I just don't. Clemson's not top five right now. Okay. Um, so I've got UGA listed next because they were three, and I yeah. did my notes before the the polls came out. Yeah. They are too. number two now. They jumped uh, Ohio State in both polls. Like you said, uh, there was I didn't I didn't see any drop off. <laughs> they looked better. I think they looked better on offense. Much better on and offense. The defense under Kirby's always going to be top notch. Well, and you're just so plugging in. I mean, you can replace defensive players. You, you know, defensively, you're always ahead of the offense right. early, early, early on. on. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely the defense. Now, I still think Georgia's got some tough games coming up. Yeah, now, like I said, I, I am. But could Stetson Bennett be any better? I mean, I swear uh, he's in, he's in my early Heisman. He, he's like Baker Light to me. You know that. Because I'm not sold on Baker's talent, but sure, but Baker's got that moxie. Yeah, the mailman Stetson Bennett has got that moxie, especially now that he's got a national championship ring on his finger. He's got even oh, yeah. more moxie now. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, you know, he's for, rolling with some serious confidence for every. You know, you got to respect the guy. It does does is he going to test off the charts? No. Is he going to be a starting NFL quarterback? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know. Right, right. Uh, he's going to get a shot for sure. But he's 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 got a shot at uh, you know winning back to back natties. Yeah, I mean, I, I 
I, I just, I mean, they looked good, man. I, I, I don't know if I could say anything more about them. I definitely think Oregon was inferior. I thought it before the game started. I didn't think they were forty nine and three but you, you to three talk inferior. So, so highly of West Coast football. Yeah, I love West Coast football. <laughs> They're just so big in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, and you know and, the announcers, they were like, "Is it you or is it me? Does Oregon just look small up front?" <laughs> They've not been watching football. Have the last you not been years? watching Oregon? <laughs> that's why I don't like West Coast no, football. Yeah, they, you can't. That's the difference between the SEC and West Coast is in the trenches. Does Oregon have a six foot four, three hundred and thirty pounder running a four six? Yeah. Or what did a, what did he with, run? With four, a four four eight with a, four with nine. a, a forty six inch vertical. I mean, come on, man. That's the difference. Yeah. Is the trenches? Oh uh, yeah. So trenches, we got we got guys that can run sideline to sideline, three hundred pounders right. in the trenches. That's the difference. People people from the Big Ten don't don't understand it until you come down here and see it. Right. Which the Big Ten is is the closest, you know, with with your Ohio States and Michigan. Sure. But yeah, because they still, they recruit. Yeah. They recruit nationally, but yeah, no Oregon, Oregon. I don't think, but I, I mean, you can't. I don't want to take that away from Georgia. Right, no. I, I mean, that was a solid W. It was They handled, to me, an inferior team the way they should. Exactly. They look exactly. good. Yeah, no. You got to give them credit. Like I said, I didn't see any drop-off, and I think the offense is, is more balanced, more well-rounded this yeah. season than they were last year. Yeah, I year. think they are a total better team, maybe. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's going to be It is going to be It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun to watch the season unfold. Uh, Ohio State, where, where was their offense? They struggled. They you know, struggled. I wasn't. I was not not impressed for sure. The run game, you know, that running back, he looked good, and and their defense did good. Yeah, uh, but their defense. But there again is a pedestrian Notre Dame offense. Exactly. You We're, know, yeah. if you have some dynamic playmakers, which I don't believe Notre Dame does. Um, they got that tied in. That's about it. I mean, but he's yeah, not. He, nah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him dynamic. <laughs> I mean, Georgia's I mean, tight ends are, are game changers. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame's Notre Dame's one tight end is good, but he is he's not a game changer. Yeah. yeah so. The question I got for Ohio State, like I said, where's the offense and how long is is Jackson going to be out? Because uh, you know he. Yeah, that's big. He's a huge loss. He is if, a huge if, loss. Uh, the continuity of the offense changed with him mm-hmm. because, I mean, he's clearly – he's probably 35% play share. Right. And I know it's only one week, and I know a lot of people like to overreact and all that, but if they have to play – if he has to miss three, four games, you know, him and Stroud probably yeah. are out of the Heisman conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely Smith and the Jigba. Yeah, he definitely it, but, would be. But, but uh, that's definitely it's going to impact Stroud's. Yeah, for campaign. sure, his numbers for yeah. sure. So you hate to see that. No, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I, 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 I wasn't really a sincere. <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm being objective. I no, I'm saying Ohio my. State. I'm saying my comments. I know. I know. No, I'm I'm not gonna be. No, I don't ever hurt. I don't never wish it for an injury. No, no, of so. course not. Me neither. Not even to the Buckeyes. <laughs> I mean, and I like Jackson. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. he's a heck yeah. of a player for sure. Yes, so, he is. But it doesn't hurt my feelings for them to to struggle. And, right. And I would love to see Michigan smack them in November for sure. So obviously, with the eye test, everybody that that does have a vote in the AP and the coaches poll thought 
Georgia was definitely the the more impressive. So they took over number two. Ohio State dropped to number three in both polls. Number one for the second week in a row, Alabama. The only thing I said with them is roll business, business as usual. <laughs> um, uh, Bryce and Will, yeah, you mean, know, they did their things. It was a decent Utah State team. Not like they were a, you know, a complete pushover. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to prop them up too much. But like you said, Bryce. He was efficient. I was glad to see him spread the ball around. I mean, yeah. his, his passing yards weren't off the chart. No, but I mean. Uh, but his touchdowns and his rushing, you know, he rushed for 100 and scored a touchdown, and he threw, what, five touchdown passes. Five, yeah. Um, think, two to Burton, two to uh, Holden, and then one to uh, Prentice. the rookie, right? Kobe. Prentice. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked good, man. He looked really good. I, I'm a little – I'm a little – I was a little – I was a little worried about our line, and they, mm-hmm. they didn't look great. I mean, they still got some growing to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, our center was SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Yeah. So, apparently, that's, which that's right. you don't – to me, I don't even really notice the centers. But well, apparently, he did some good things. I don't really focus too much on the line, but, <laughs> right, you know, he, right. he must have did good. Right. No, I mean, I watched the line because I'm looking for – I like that push. You know, I'd like our running backs to, to get – a yard past the line of scrimmage before they have to make a decision. Right. You know, and, and yeah. I was a little – I was, you know, if we – on a takeaway, if I had to have a takeaway, it would be that our O-line, you know, could get better. And then we didn't – you know, we didn't have that explosive Jamison Williams over the top that we got to find. Well, that's, yeah. well and that's what – my question going in, there was three of them, was the offensive line, which you just discussed – the wide receiver core and how that was going to play out. Yeah. And it played out how I was hoping it was going to play out, where it was not just one dime. You know, yeah. you had Jamison yeah. last year. The year before, you had Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. Yep. Um, this year, it seems like we've got five guys. True. You know, because Corey Brooks. He was he, he was, was out there. He was out there, but he was, he didn't really have to be counted on for a lot. I mean, he was – I watched him. He was open. He yeah. was open. That's but what I'm Bryce, saying. Bryce went through a progression or two and yeah. hit the man that was so open. I, so. I, I, that's what I was really wanting to see because that shows Bryce's development, that he can spread the ball around to that many people. And Cameron Latou wasn't even playing, so that would right. be another target. Yeah, that's another weapon. Um, so, he he spread the ball around good. He, he – had good reads, so you know I, I, I wanted to see a more balanced receiving attack than what we've had the last two seasons. Yeah, no, and I did a, see that, so I was yeah, glad to see that's that. A very, that's a very good point because you know last year, you know we've we've said many many times that we were a two man show yep. really, yep. and when we lost one of them, then it was down we lost to the one, ultimate and, then game. We, and then we lost him, and yep. it was it was it. it was so over. you're right. No, yep. that's a very that's a and very hope, good thing for us to be able to count on. Yeah, a, and I, I hope I hope Nick continues to work, sprinkle them all in, and get them all going. I think I think Nick kind of learned a little bit about the way they did it last year. That this year we got to get these other younger second and third stringers sure. more playing time early. Kind of hard though when Jamison's running exactly. fifteen yards behind the defense, yeah. or if you're double covering Jamison. Yeah, and then Mechie on Mechie the was running across the middle. I right. mean, it was just a an abundance of riches with and, those two. And then my last question mark was uh, the corners, you know, because uh, yeah, I think it's still a question mark after that game. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I was impressed with uh, some of the things they did, but then also I think there was some 
some missed misplays out there. Yeah, I mean, typical Bama playing with their back to the ball. You know, it's yep. always dri- drives me crazy. Right, but that's right. that's how Saban co- has always coached their DBs. So you can't can't really fault him. I don't know that I can find a fault with Nick Saban. Yeah, who am I? Who, who am I to <laughs> criticize the goat? Well, I'm going to criticize it. I don't like how they do it, but I'm always yelling, "Turn around, turn around!" But right, I get it. No, I I like I like Bama. I mean, they had a great. They had a great week one. They handled business. Yeah, they'll have a, they'll have a, a a bigger challenge this week. I still think they should handle. I think they're a twenty point favorite. Uh, I think they opened at seventeen and it's up to twenty now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I hope it's a good game, um, but I hope we dominate. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, Sark, Sark's probably got something up his sleeve. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a yeah. good he's a good game planner. We get to go. Play A.G. Hall, you know, we get to Well, he is back him. on the roster, but um, – Is he going to play? I don't know if he's going to play. And I know the tight end – what was his name? Number 19. The one that transferred from Bama. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. Should have prepped me before we started. Well, I, I, I just saw that he's suspended <laughs> for the first six games. Oh, how about that? Yeah. And uh, supposedly it's for something that, he, that happened while he was at Bama. Oh wow, Drew Sanders looked good. Yeah, at yep. Arkansas. Yep. Incidentally, <laughs> that's not the name I was looking for. No, no, but I can't believe I my mind. Can't I mean, believe I forgot his name. That's gonna bug it. me the rest of the show. But number uh, nineteen. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Doesn't shock me that he's suspended. Right. But it's from I. I can't. He's from Chicago. I can't he's from his name. he's from Chicago. I can't remember his name. At any rate, we, we don't but, forgot you, buddy, because yeah, yeah, you're no yeah. longer wearing a here. But um, thanks for the time that you were there. Yeah. Pre- so so that'll be drop uh, passes. So that'll be a, a you know a, a bigger challenge next week. A better uh, gauge of of where we're at, our offensive line and stuff like that. So looking forward to that game next week. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. That's I mean, of course that's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to South Carolina Arkansas. Yes, that's I'd like to see um South Carolina didn't look didn't look very good. You know, Spencer Rattler, you know, his his first game was a little iffy. Um but I that's going to be a good game. And and what about the Wake Forest Vandy game? Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Vandy's looking pretty pre preseason who would have thought that would be a game to watch. I think that's a game to watch. Of course, you know, then App State. We already at, mentioned at App and A&M, A&M and we mentioned uh, the Kentucky Florida, Florida game. That's that's a huge game this early in the season. That is a huge game. That's a big game for Florida, I think, and Kentucky cuz they struggled. Yeah. So I think that'll be a big statement game for Florida. And then the last game, the sleeper game is Baylor at BYU. Mm-hmm. I think that's because I know you're pretty high on Baylor. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So is the country. Yep. High on Baylor, I think. And BY at BYU, that's yeah. Tough. That's a good test for Baylor to see test. where they're at. See, see if they're going to be a good one. Week two will be good. Yeah, there's some better games week two, and uh, you know they'll continue to get better each week. And I'm just glad football season's here. Oh yeah, Billingsley, Jaleel, <laughs> Jaleel. Jaleel Billingsley. <laughs> That's that's who because I can't believe we forgot Thanks to Jaleel. Stat Girl. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, JJ. Stat Girl. Jaleel Billingsley. Yeah, Jaleel. Yeah, I appreciate all them drop passes, Jaleel. <laughs> yeah. no, good luck. Reason, good luck to you at Texas for sure. This is a new football season. That's right. All right, man. You just... Speaking of, you know, dropping passes and dropping the ball. Dropping the ball and in general. And, you know, we I've been wanting to do a segment on how do they still have a job? 
And uh, so it's open for players, coaches, reporters, anything sports related. Um, let's just banter All right. and rant. And I'm a backup. We were talking earlier about this young man. And I want to know how does DJ Uwe Ungale still have the starting quarterback job at Clemson? Like I mentioned, he he looked good his freshman year filling in for Trevor. Yeah, just in spot spot times. His 2021 stats putrid. They're ugly. 55% completion percentage in college. I mean, yeah, that's you should what, be pushing 70 in college. Yeah, that's really bad. Nine touchdowns to ten interceptions. That's really bad. For a for a five star. Yeah. For Elite Eleven. Yeah, he's supposed to, he was supposed to be He was supposed to be better. Better if, or on the same level as Bryce Young. Yeah. You know, Bryce went on to win a Heisman and he threw for he's nine been, touchdowns. Been passed by a handful of other Elite oh, yeah, Eleven yeah. quarterbacks for sure. Yeah. So this year, his first game, nineteen of thirty two. So he improved to fifty nine point four percent. Which still <laughs> Not super impressive for only 209 yards. Against, a, against, against the ninth uh, or tenth best defense in the ACC. Right. And, and one touchdown. Yeah. And he did run a touchdown in and was taunting while he was running it in. Yeah. Like, like he had something to taunt about. Yeah, I did. So his backup, the freshman. Cole Kublik. Klubnik. Klubnik. Uh, four for six. So he was 67%, which is – where you want to be for 50 yards and a touchdown. A little mop up duty. I mean, I say little, well, I had a discussion with Clemson guy today I on that. that. I, I was get like, that. temper your opinion on him yet. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, it, it was just, but I mean, I heard a lot of good things about him in camp, too. Well, so. I mean, he's, I mean, what tipped you off that he was going to be decent? That five star? I mean, that's what I'm right, saying. He's right. a five star, so he's going to be. He's gonna have the DJ the was resume. a five star too. I know. Yeah, but I think <laughs> how I many think, five stars did, uh, showed up at Bama and Blake Barnett and the game is the game definitely looks too fast for DJ. I I, I was shocked. I, I, watched, I, I actually did think he yeah. had the potential to have a better college career than Bryce. Well, I watched last night just to watch him, you know, because I know I I told you he lost 30, 35 pounds. Yeah. I thought he was going to bounce back. He made a couple of good throws, but man, he holds the ball, holds on to the ball too long. Which and and I I gotta believe by watching last night that Dabo was only giving him half the field really to decide who to throw it to. Right. He did not have the full feed. There was no way you could tell me he had four progressions plus. Well, one thing we didn't talk about when we were talking about Clemson. Two new two new coordinators, right? New right. OC, new DC. Right. We we talked about that you and I that right. Dabo dealing with some some stuff. You know, some of these coaches haven't had to deal with right. some turnover in their own. Well, their next three games are Furman, La Tech, and then Wake. So I'm thinking controversy, quarterback it, controversy. If maybe. he does, I mean, you got to put up big numbers against Furman and La Tech. I would think. And then if he struggles against Wake Forest, I think we see the, the freshman against NC State, which is their next game. Possibly, yeah. So these next three games are, I think, huge for DJ. You know, if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't step his game up over these next three games, I think he loses his job. That's a decent start to to, to this segment. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. I got a name for you. You got you got another player? Yeah, I got a player. Player to talk about. I got a player. I don't even I don't even have him in my notes, so I'm just gonna go off the cuff. But I've always wondered how does Josh Gordon <laughs> still got a job in the NFL? He keeps getting jobs. How does he keep getting he's not that good? Is he, he really he, that good? He had one great season with Cleveland. Out of how many? What is he, seven? Seasons in, and he's been. I can't even tell you because he's been suspended he, when numbers of times. He's been suspended more than he's played. Yeah. How does he still have a job? I don't have any crazy stats to give because I, I honestly yeah. just don't understand why they're giving this guy a job over another, you know, young receiver that has some potential but might be a little rough. Well, it it, it kind of goes to like the the Bills punter that got cut because he's a punter. Right, so right. he's disposable. But right. Josh Gordon gets chance after chance after chance after Too chance. Too many chances. Cut and the he dude. really, like I said, had one good season. And he just gets re-signed to a to practice a, yeah, squad. To, the Titans yeah. of all teams, the Titans. Well, they need they need wide receiver yeah, they help. Do. So yeah, they went out and they went out and grabbed hot. one, and we'll see how long he he stays there. But yeah, I agree. You know how how does he continuously? Have a job. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. You know why he has a job? Because there's people like Mike Tannenbaum. Yeah, I'm curious to hear your, your story. So, on okay. Why are you on Tannenbaum? He just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, you know, he was the GM of the Jets. He was average. 57 wins, 55 losses. Mm-hmm. Zero division titles. He was executive VP of operations for the Dolphins. 29 wins, 35 losses, zero divisions. Mm. So his front office career, average at best. And then uh, in 2019, ESPN hires him to be their NFL front office insider. So you think, (laughs) okay, we're going to get some good behind-the-scenes dish. And all his takes are either – Obvious, right? That right. me and you already know. You're not. You're Instagram not telling. takes that, exactly that the whole world already. Or knows. they're just so outrageous that it's almost like shock value. So, you know, I said they should rename the segment whenever he's on to Tannenbaum's terrible takes. <laughs> and I mean, his his player evaluation when he was GM was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. So why would ESPN want? You know, because they're asking him to evaluate and, and make judgments on moves that, le- that the, the teams are making or draft picks or this. Well, he couldn't do it when he was that guy, and now you got him critiquing right. those guys. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So ESPN doesn't make a lot of sense to me anymore. But Yeah, yeah. So he's one that I'm like, yeah, how does he, how does he still have a job? Now I'm going to give you a commentator. Okay. How about... Sean McDonough. <laughs> and now maybe it's personal for me because he was on the call when Michigan State blocked okay. that last second punt against yeah, Michigan. I, I don't really have a problem with McDonough. He makes every call sound like it's like the it's, greatest, yeah. the biggest call ever. Yeah. I don't like that. He, he, yeah, he does over. He's, he's an over-actor. Over yeah. You know, as bad as people say Troy Aikman is as being just monotone and boring. I've never had that issue with Troy Aikman. Me neither. Yeah. I, I think your announcer should be kind of like that. You know, I mean, be in the moment. Yeah, if it deserves that extra, give it that extra. But not 
No, but all the time. I admit the the block punt against Michigan. You know, he should have. And he scores. <laughs> I mean, he should have been like that. I get it. Right. But I mean, he makes every play. He blows everything out of proportion. Right. right. And to me, that's just distracting. So I don't I don't understand how he is going to be calling all these big, massive games that he's going to be calling coming up. Yeah. Well, another one that I see on your list over there, another commentator, former NFL player, Booger McFarlane. Yeah, Booger. Yeah. I was glad that they wised up and took him off of Monday Night Football because that, that was painful. How, how, how often is he wrong? All the time. And then you're going to stick him on a moving cart with his back to the field, <laughs> moving him up and down the field where he can't even see the play, right. and you expect him to add color But they still, the game. They still love, they love finding him, him new assignments. Know, they you know, they, well, he sucked at this one, so let's put him here. He's terrible. Well, he, he's proven over and over again that, that every, every job you've given him he hasn't done a good one, so why do you keep him around? I mean, they I got mean, they must... pulled Randy Moss off of you got Moss. I mean, that was one of the best segments easily of Sunday easily game day. One of the best segments, and uh, and they keep this guy. It doesn't make and any I, sense. To and, me. and on the Randy Moss, you know, I I'm gonna tell you right now, I invented. Come on, man, <laughs> I invented that saying. He stole that from me. Okay. So we're gonna start our own. Come, come on, man. man. <laughs> I invented that, man. <laughs> Who else you got? There's, I see another I, former NFL yeah, player over one, there. One of your former boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Danny Cannell. Mr. Mr. I, hate, I the hate the SEC. SEC. Yep. I mean, now here's the thing on Danny Cannell. I'm going to give him props. His podcast is good. He's got good takes I've on I've never his, listened to it and never would want to. Well, I've listened to it just out of – Boredom, sheer boredom, <laughs> and and it popped up. But he is so anti Bama, so anti SEC. SEC yeah. It's just hard to even right. take him serious and listen. Yeah, His agree. takes are so outrageous. I agree. I agree. You know, speaking of outrageous takes, I can't believe anybody still turns in to listen to Skip Bayless. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I, I the world's biggest homer. Every single year, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, mm. and the Oklahoma Sooners are going to win the national championship. Yeah, he's horrible. I, mean, I don't he, even know that he watches anything outside of Dallas and Oklahoma. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant's not a top five NBA player. Yeah, he 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 loves to go after the shock value. Josh Freeman better than Cam Newton. Yeah, you remember I mean, that one? Oh yeah. He, he, <laughs> Hell, he said this Baker Mayfield uh, was the steal of all yeah. ever free agency. Well, this is the best take I've ever heard. Tim Tebow was as talented at quarterback as Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> that was, and and here's another one. Johnny Manziel would be bigger than LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah, like he's I said, a moron. Like I said, he likes to just say he stuff is. for shock value. I, I really would like to sit down. Do you really down. think he's for shock? I, I mean, he looks like he believes it. He does. He I, sells it. That's what I would. I would love to just get get him on a lie detector test and hook him up and say, "Do you believe the bullshit <laughs> that you see you say every day?" And how does Sharp not just smack his face 
in the middle of conversations. Well, it's funny because one thing I put was uh, he had to leave ESPN because Stephen A. Smith made him look like an idiot on the regular. Yeah, you know he regular. couldn't keep up with Stephen A. No, Stephen and Stephen A. will call you out. Right, for sure. Right. Well, well, I got another one for you, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. I mean, he is the ultimate shock jock. I I actually. We'll listen to him before I listen to Bayless. Oh, but yeah, I don't listen yeah. to either one no, of them. But I, I, I think Cowherd actually has chilled out a little bit. I mean, he still likes that shock. He still wants to go against right. the popular opinion. But it's not quite as bad as, as, as it as was. As it used to. Yeah. Now, like when Skip was big with, um, with Stephen A., that's when Colin, I think, was trying to one-up Skip. And then I think he started seeing Skip kind of slipping and slipping. losing. And so he's like, well, maybe I need to tone mine down a little bit. And so some of his takes have yeah, gotten better. I, I, I have to say, I you know, his takes lately in the last few years. Right. You know, yeah, some, nah, of his, yeah. some of his early takes, he said Dak was, was a backup tight end at best. <laughs> but everybody, a lot of people yeah. had, had some – I mean, I remember – I remember that draft. Ben Simmons would be more fun to watch than LeBron. I mean, that's just a Carson Wentz over Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a few. Yeah, yeah. Just a few. But I, I don't like Colin that much. I, I can't listen to him. He He's one that I just don't understand how he's getting. I think he gets $6 million a year. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, it's all about ratings. Yeah, it's true. Clickbaits and, you know, a lot of times – Negative publicity is, is is good publicity. You know, any any kind of news is any kind of times they can get people to tune in. They don't really care. And we're saving. We must be saving. Saving our, our favorite for last. Our best for last. Yes. And this one. This I just don't understand this one. Mr. Danielson. Gary Danielson, the, the color analyst for CBS Sports. I mean, He's, he, he was an a- average NFL quarterback at best. But he's the worst color analyst in the history of, of He's I mean, he just he's wrong. Football. He's just wrong. He's yeah. wrong in almost everything. But that's what I said. He tr- he tries to have these creative takes to to keep like especially if the game is going one lopsided one way. He comes up with the craziest stuff that has no factual backing to it whatsoever. It's just I think he makes the stuff up on the spot. What's funny is when he when he tries to give you a, a play breakdown. Yeah. It's like no wonder you were an average quarterback because <laughs> you can't break the play down. Right. Because he says and you know, he'll give you an example of a route somebody's running and then they'll replay it. Yeah. And the dude doesn't even run the route that he said he ran. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what are you looking at? What player are you even looking at? Exactly. You know, every time he opens his mouth it's another example of why he shouldn't have a job. No, and, and what's crazy is Vern when Vern, they were together, I Vern, Vern saved him. Vern, Vern, I, I said he, uh, Vern carried him. He, he was, did carry him. He joined CBS in 2006. Right. And I said was carried by Vern Lundquist. He until, was carried by Vern. Until Vern. And I, I used to judge Vern harshly because of Danielson. I, but I, yeah, I, Vern is a golf. He, he yeah. calls golf. He no. calls big, big, you know, major right. events. And Vern is great. Well, I, I hated when, when Vern stepped down, but I was praying that Gary was going to go with him. Sure. I think we had that conversation, yeah. and, and uh, unfortunately, Gary didn't go with him. No. So, yes, that, to me, is the ultimate 
how does he still have a job? Yeah, I don't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Clearly, there's got to be some better ones. Have you got any other guys or, or it, gals man. that you want to? I I did have nah, one. I mean, I I I don't like. Uh, I can't remember her name now. What's her What's her name? McGowan. Beth Beth McGowan. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of her on a on a Saturday. Big Ten game, you know. I don't. Is it her voice? It's her voice, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's not her. Her, it's not she her actually, analysis because yeah, she, no, she knows she the knows game. It. She does. But it, yeah, that it's her just voice her voice. Is, Something's yeah. just not right. It's right. You know. It's and, just, and speaking of Saturday, I had an honorable mention, and loved the man, loved the man, loved the the segment on game day where he puts on the the mascot. Heads, but I think it's just time for Lee Corso to mm. to retire. I mean, he he's hard to understand. He yeah. slurs his words. Kirk Kirk is carrying him. Kirk carries him. You know, Kirk. Uh, so you know, maybe. And I think they have started. You know, you see more of David Pollock in there. Yeah, they're pulling back set, on so his. I think they are sure. lightening his load. I think they see it too. Yeah. Well, they don't want him and to look so foolish. I yeah, and, I, and that's why I'm saying I don't mean this in an ugly way. I, sure. He, no. I mean he's. I earned, just think I, you I know, love it, you know they Corso, they kept sure. they kept uh, Lou Holtz around way, way too long. Too long. Uh, I mean, you Lou know, Cor- I don't want Corso's at least likable. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Lou and, Holtz. Uh, so yeah, he he's one I listed as as honorable mention, but only because I just think it, it's time go out on top, go out, and not yeah, go out as the laughing stock. Right. I mean, and you know we should all we should have a list like how do how do they not think he's good, or how do they not think why he doesn't have a job? Like I see so much hate on Kirk Herbstreet, yeah, and you know as bad as I don't like Ohio State. <laughs> I absolutely think Herbie is one of the greatest. Well, but he, because for college football, who, who is it that's that's talking bad about him? Guys like Skip Bayless and Colin Cowherd. Well, I and, see other fans on on fans. message boards saying how biased he is. Yeah, and I think he's the opposite. No, I'm, I, I'm, I've, I've never considered him biased. I think Paul Feinbaum is more biased towards Alabama. Yeah, than oh, yeah. Kirk Herbstreit is towards OSU. Yeah, for sure. So no, I. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I agree with you on that. That sometimes it's like, why the hate? Yeah, there's hate, and there's there's hate for uh, Romo. Yeah, maybe maybe I, maybe that's a segment we need to do. Why the hate? Yeah, why hate <laughs> Romo? Tell me he's not right. Oh Pre snap. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent of the time, yeah. I've never seen him wrong. Yeah, now he yeah he. And Troy Aikman tries to kind of emulate that. And he makes a lot of mistakes, but Tony Romo, right? How was he not that yeah, great no, a quarterback? I mean, I know he was decent. Yeah, just <laughs> physical limitations. I mean, he he just he seems to know it from the booth, right? Yeah, that would be a good segment. Okay, that's a cool. I like this little this discussion. Yeah, I mean, you know, was, something something off, you know, little little off off the radar type of discussion. I think uh, we've all had the discussion for sure. Yeah. That, you know, that you can't stand certain certain reporters, you can't stand certain commentators, maybe certain athletes. I would definitely like to hear some feedback and, Yeah, and shoot us some emails or, or or comments in the in the section, you know, in the YouTube video or uh on our TikToks or you know Yeah, yeah. We we definitely like to 
carry that Let conversation know, on. For Disagree sure. with us? Agree with us? Who did who did we leave off? Who did we forget? Got to be uh, some people left off. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, hey, you you were naming some, and I was like, oh, I meant to include him. I mean, hell, I just remembered uh, Gary Danson on my way home from work today. No way! I was like, he was first on I, my I, list. I, I, I mean, he's definitely first on my right. list. But I was I was driving home, and I was like, who am I forgetting? And then it hit me. And I was like, oh, how did I forget him? He's the one that, that of all the people. Right. That, uh, no, it definitely could. You know, because some of these guys still have some worth. But him, I think he's worthless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not totally giving up on DJ. But Tell us he, how you really feel. But, <laughs> but if DJ doesn't do something these next three weeks, he's going to be playing somewhere else I next mean, year. I he mean, clearly, he clearly is an example of how why the stars don't really matter. Right. You know, I, as much as we follow recruiting, I mean, there's five-star, four-star, the five-star Bama bump, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he just he just looks like the game is way too fast for him. Right. Well, yeah. cool. I think that's another good uh, discussion. That was uh, episode seven. Episode seven. We made it over that, that magic hump. You ain't got rid of us yet. No. Not going to. No. You know, and, not uh, going to. We like to do this. Uh, so, I, I've got some – Bourbon set up over at the bar for us. We're yeah. going to do a little uh, bourbons finished in wine barrels. I got right. a, a port barrel, a cabernet barrel, and a, um, what was the other one? Drawing a blank here. Is a, I didn't write it down. Cabernet cask? That's cabernet. Oh, it's two cabernets. Yeah. That's what's throwing yeah. me. It's two cabernet. Two cabernet cask and a port uh, barrel. So we'll uh, make our way over to the bar, and, and then uh, we'll taste those bourbons, and then we will rate, rate that shit. Cheers. We made our way over to the bar for the segment of Rate That Shit. Yeah, I, I selected three bourbons for us tonight that have all been finished in a, a type of wine barrel. First one we're going to do is Angel's Envy, and it's finished in a port wine barrel. And then these two, the Burning Chair and the I.W. Harper, are both finished in Cabernet barrels. Right. So uh, the, the Angel's Envy is actually distilled in Louisville, Kentucky. It's aged for four years, and then they age it an, an additional six months in the port barrel. Uh, it goes for about $55 a, a bottle. It is 86.6 proof. They do not disclose the mash, so I can't give you the details on the mash. Um, but it's supposed to give you a vanilla, fruit, and a maple. Um, so let's let's dive into the Angel's Envy cool. and uh, see what we think. It's actually a pretty popular uh, bourbon in this area. Yeah, yeah. They always, you know, at the ABC store, always recommend this one. Um, maybe we should tell them about our... I guess we should probably talk about our oh the rating, rating system. system. Yeah, we we can. Why, why we we, I mean, I'm system. sure all of our viewers have watched our episodes, but we might you know yeah. have some new ones. Yeah, that, that's right. That we need to explain it to them. Well, well, let's let's talk about our rating system. We have our own unique rating system at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. We rate everything on a one to four scale. A one being our 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 bottom of the level or bottom of the line. We don't like it. Didn't fit our taste buds. We call that a brown bag. Yeah, not one we would recommend. That's right. We don't brown bag too many. No, no. But, you know, some bourbons are, are brown bag. And, and, you know, we might brown bag it because 
economics. Economics. I mean, it, it tastes pretty good, but That's not right. for what they're charging for it. So if, right. if if it's an economic issue, that might cost us cause I, us to. I to brown bagged the Woodford. You did double oak. The double oak. You did because you didn't think it wasn't worth the money. Worth the money. Worth right. The exactly. Money. So so number two on our rating scale. You know, it's it's good. It's a good bourbon, but you're gonna mix it. You're gonna put a. You know, we call it a mixer. So. You know, you put in some Coke, ginger ale, whatever. Yep. whatever Something to soften it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Help right. you get through it. <laughs> yep. Third, it's getting better. So our level three, you know, on the rocks. Yeah. Yep. That's a good way to sip a bourbon on the rocks. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, I like a chilled, usually I like a chilled drink anyway. So right. it's very rare that, that I'm not going to at least put a rock cube in it. Uh, right. You know, yeah, unless it's one that I just love the taste. Absolutely. And that's the one. Top fourth shelf. one, top shelf. Fourth, it's the it's just it's so good you don't want to dilute it, and that is neat. You know that's it. That's our favorite. That's that's my favorite level. Yep. is neat. You know that's the way I prefer a bourbon at room temp. Yep. Hopefully we're gonna find one tonight. Like I said, these are these are all highly recommended bourbons. They're all fifty plus dollars also. So that you know so, that you're so. getting into the the price here. You um, might have a brown bagger. Out you know, of this. these two we our price rating system. We also do a a one dollar sign, two dollar sign, three dollar sign. One dollar being below thirty dollars, two dollar signs being thirty to fifty, and then the three dollar signs being over fifty dollars. Yeah. So these first two that we're checking, like I said, the Angel's Envy is fifty five dollars, and uh, so that would be uh, for our price rating system a, a three dollar sign. So let's. Uh, yeah. It's got a nice smell. Good smell. Nice, good color. sweet. You know, and, I, and I'm not a wine drinker, mm. but I do enjoy a good port after dinner. So, right off the top, I get that fruitiness. I was just gonna say that same thing. Yeah. The first thing that hit me, hit the middle of my tongue, was, was yeah. a little fruit, a little fruitiness to it. Got a little hug to it. A little hug. Maybe got some, got some legs, you know. Got a got a few extra. Yeah, I was, vanilla. When the you vanilla were, on the back end. You yeah, know? when so you were when you were talking and swirling, I was noticing the legs on your glass. You I was checking at your legs. Quit looking at my legs, man. <laughs> Actually, that's that's good. You know, the first time I had, and I'm gonna leave a little bit in that one. I'm not, that was a heavy pour. Yeah, but that's good. The I'm first not time I had Angel's Envy, I was like, eh, not that impressed with it. I've kind of been on a roller coaster ride with Angel's Envy. Well, Sometimes I, I really enjoy it, and then other times I'm like, eh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, it's not worth 55 for me, to me. But now that we've gotten into really rating a lot of bourbons and really being able to compare the different notes and tastes and all that, that's, that's a three for me. That's a good bourbon. That is good. That I like. is good. It's very complex. You know, I got, you know, a lot of times I don't get a lot of multiple flavors. Right. I don't. That one was that one was complex. No, me. yeah, I, you did. You picked out two or three different, and I, I agreed with you. I, I tasted those notes also. And I like that one. I like that I, one. I, I agree. I'd rate that shit. Yeah, it's still not quite to that. You know, we, we're really being stingy with our fours. Well, we I mean, really I, I could drink that neat. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, if that's I all mean, you have, but, like, if you're going into a bar and you're just wanting to splurge I would, and I, you want to go for a, a five, you know, $50 or more yeah. pour, I would I would probably find many others. Right. Other than that one. 
I mean, I kind of, I kind of put my nose up to Angel's Envy at the ABC store because I've never, I don't really feel like it's a $50 bottle, but uh, after tasting it again, yeah. I, I was impressed. Yeah, that, that's, it's, it's a solid three for me. All right. All right, so the next one we're going to go to is called Burning Chair. And this actually is the Savage and Cook Distillery in Napa Valley, California. So that, distil that distillery is owned by Dave Finney, the winemaker. <clears throat> Excuse okay. me. So he hand selects bourbons, uh, small batch bourbons made in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Indiana. And then he brings them back. They've all been aged at least four years. And then he has those sent up to Napa Valley, where then he ages them in his uh, Cabernet, Cabernet casks. Yeah. And he, he hasn't disclosed how long he ages them for or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, so it, it's, it's done there. This one's 88 proof, so it's a little bit stronger than the Angels and Envy, but not much. You can see it. You can see it in the leg. Yeah, and this one is actually 75% corn, 21% uh, rye, and 4% malted barley. And uh, you, there again, you, you should be getting some fruit, some maple, some vanilla, yeah, maybe some apple. I would imagine you, some of these are going to be on the dry side, too. Now, this one didn't... This one wasn't dry to me. The Angel's Envy was not dry. Uh -uh. No. Angel, yeah, this one. <laughs> I realized not we, everybody. We have a bad habit of uh, say, pointing and saying this one and that one, and we forget that we do have a lot of listeners on Spotify, so we apologize. We're trying yeah, to be right. better at, at not just saying this one or that one or pointing. That wasn't. Um, oh, I didn't study communication at Alabama. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. so, yes, we're on the burning chair, and uh, we're going to... Taste it and rate it. Mm. Mm. There was some quiet time right there, wasn't it? Yeah, very smooth. I get the I can I can get the cabernet out of it. Yeah. The, Kind of a floral, more so that you know. I'm not really getting the apple. I'm getting a little, little floral. I, I felt like I was getting maybe like some pear, some pear on that one. It, I, uh, I didn't enjoy that one as much as as the angels as envy. The angels envy. Oh, and I didn't mention this. This is actually sixty dollars. Mm. So that might influence your. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I really don't enjoy it at all. For the sixty dollars, for sure. I mean, I, I think most of the, uh, most of the blended bourbon people, right, are on the higher side, right, the dollar sign. Well, it, it probably costs them sure. more to manufacture, Absolutely. so they have to be. Absolutely, I, you know, rate that shit because a lot of times they're sourcing their ingredients, right. yeah. so it's going to cost them more. I'm. I'm coming in at a two on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, following up the Angel's Envy, and you know, I, I, it surprises me because I really thought that I would rate that higher than the Angel's Envy. But tonight, I don't know if my taste buds are different after drinking your your private your private stash over there that we drank uh, earlier tonight. So um, far, my private stash is holding up good in my opinion. Uh, I got the Angel's Envy. 
there again, I'm not a high rye guy, but right. So uh, the Angel's Envy, we gave it a three. The Burning Chair, we're gonna give it a two. Yep. Yeah. And the last one that we're gonna do, and this one's actually the cheapest of the three. This one comes in right at fifty dollars. It was forty nine ninety five. Um, this is I W Harper Distilling Company. Uh, they don't actually do, <clears throat> excuse me, do their own distiller distilling, uh, and they they don't disclose where, where it's being done or so i don't know what the mash is i don't know where it's uh, being I'm done i'm gonna take a guess for the bourbon people out there stitzel weller <laughs> what do you yeah. think about stitzel weller yeah. iw harper i think there's a little yeah. we, 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 connection between we, those two we did a little we did sample some iw harper while we were there so that yeah. I, I think they're definitely involved i think they're involved um just like just like the burning chair the iw harper is aged uh, for four years mm. Uh, as the bourbons and then put into the Cabernet cask and aged an additional undisclosed time. Uh, so they, this one's a mystery. They don't they don't like to tell you a whole lot about this one. Uh, it is 90 proof, so it's the strongest of the, of the three that we're sampling tonight. Um, it's supposed to give you, like these others, the vanilla and, and then some dark cherry also. Uh, and that might have been what I was getting from the uh, yeah, I would, from I a burning would, chair. Yeah, I would think we're getting some, you know, because of the because of the barrel. But one one thing I found interesting when they were describing it was they said you should get a creme brulee taste. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> no way. So, Whatever. Yeah. That's that's for the real advanced <laughs> guy. That's not me. I can promise you that. Yeah, that's that's me. what that's what that's what they they we advertise. All, we all know I love some creme brulee. Creme brulee. I like the color. It's a little bit lighter yeah. than than the others. Got about the same leg to it. I do get that cherry smell. I, I do get the cherry smell. Yeah, it's definitely sweet smell. Yeah. Vanilla finish for me. Vanilla and uh, creme brulee. <laughs> yeah, vanilla creme brulee. <laughs> definitely get the vanilla finish off of it. And you know, uh, if you think creme brulee while you drink it, it helps. Yeah, it does help. <laughs> you know, a little forward thinking while you're doing it for sure. I I actually like that. Is very smooth to me. Yeah, there's no hug at all. Uh, Very sweet, very smooth. What you got on the rating on that IW Harbor? That's a that's a high three for me. A high three? That's a three, man. That's a solid three for me. See, I was gonna I was gonna put it with the burning chair. I didn't oh, quite I like it way better than I, the burning I, but chair. I, I think I like the Angel Envy better than I, this. I think I do too, but. I mean, they're going to come in tied, obviously, with three and three, but yeah, so you're I, going, mean, I like that. Well, if you're going to go high three and I'm torn between a two and a three, we'll average it out and we'll give it's it a, a three. Solid three. <laughs> so, we don't have high and low threes. I, I just yeah. threw that one out there, but I liked it. I, well, I mean, it, but you were saying you, you, were, you were teetering between a three and a four, and I was teetering between a two and a three. So, like I said, we'll just take that average and we'll call it a three. 
But I have a, I have, you know, I have a, a like for I.W. Harper. You know, there's that I.W. Harper we've been looking for. Right. Um, yeah, and I thought when I thought when I saw this bottle, I thought I'd found the one. I, no, I was we had a for. secret prize, like a secret tasting of I.W. Harper when we were on a tour, and it was a, I want to say it was a 15 year. Yeah, unfortunately, I could not partake that day. <laughs> Mr. Pro struggled from our day before. <laughs> So, so yeah. So the, struggle, no, I, the struggle was real. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot of bourbon, man. Mm. That was a lot of bourbon. Yeah. That was the biggest bourbon week I've ever had. <laughs> it was good, man. Another good show. All right. So let's recap then. We got a we got a three on the Angels Envy. Definitely. We threes. got a two on the Burning Chair. A strong three. Solid two. Solid two. <laughs> and another strong and three and on strong, the I.W. Harper. Strong three. That's the, that's a good good bottle. For sure, good value. I mean, it's a high quality bourbon for fifty bucks. Yeah, and that's that's a good point because I wasn't even factoring in the price. I mean, uh, it's interesting, you know. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna look back and compare, you know, based on the price, then yeah. Now I used to think fifty bucks was was expensive for a bourbon. And, you right know, now it's now middle I've, of the I've road. Move that way on up. Yeah. I mean, I'll pay ninety bucks for for something and not think about it. Right. So. All right, well, that wraps up episode seven. Episode seven. That was some pretty pretty cool content there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit, something, like I said, a little bit something different than just, okay, let's talk football, football, football. Right. You know, let's, 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 let's go outside the box. Yeah. So we, we went outside the box tonight. We hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, we kind of even went outside the box because we usually don't drink these types of bourbons. We, we're no. usually just Kentucky straight. Yeah, uh, it's but, our, but it's good. You know, our deal. You know, these are the types of bourbons that you might want to sip on after dinner. Yeah. Uh, you know, or even since they're wines and wine, like these are all red wines, probably would pair nice with, with a steak. Oh, yeah. I think bourbon does pair nice with a steak, especially these, you know, because they're a little more on the dry side. Yeah. 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 No, it's it awesome. Good show, man. Yeah, good, good. So next week we'll be back with episode eight. And, uh, of course, we'll have our opening toast. To right. And we never know who, what the open toast is going to no, be until it changes all the way sometimes, up sometimes the, the night of the we taping. we decide who we're going to toast that night. And that's I, you know that's one thing that we didn't originally set out to do, but it kind of seems. I natural. love it. I love. It I, I think I think it, it fits with our content. You know, yeah. you know because we're 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 cheersing and we're toasting and we're about some bourbon. You know, so it, you know when you sit down to. You know, have a have a, a good dinner. You might want to give a toast before the dinner. So, it, you know, it's a good way to start the show off. I'm, I'm glad that it has evolved. Sure. So, yeah, like I said, we'll be starting out next week with the opening toast. And some coming in hot. Then we'll come in hot with current hot events. And that, that, that also, we usually don't know what we're going to talk about right. in, in the coming in hot segment. Until that can change the day of. There again. And then after that, we'll... Yeah, we got a recap. Week one, week one NFL. NFL starts Thursday night. That's first right. First game. So week one, we'll recap week one of the NFL. Week two. Week two of college football. Yeah. yeah. Some good games on, on the schedule. Probably won't dive too deep into no, college only next a week. Of good games. So we'll we'll probably spend a little bit more time on opening uh weekend NFL. of the NFL. A little bit on the college football. And then we're gonna talk Major League Baseball. Yeah, we need we to get really, into the playoff. You know, we've we've talked we talked about Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols tonight. We talked about Albert a couple of times, but we really haven't. We kind of been sitting back waiting for 
things to get towards the end of the season because that's when baseball to yeah, me is yeah. too the season's too long. It's such a long season. Yeah. So I mean, what are you going to talk about week right. after week? So next week we'll we'll finally dive into some baseball. We'll talk. You know, there's there's only going to be about three weeks left in the right. season. Uh, so we'll talk about any playoff races that are going on. Who you know who we like. Who are the favorites? Uh, you know, there's there's some good teams out there. It's going to be some good competition. So we'll we'll do the the, the baseball playoff race. Then of course after that, back to we're going to be right here at the bar and we'll rate some more bourbons. Uh, you know, we, there again we we usually don't know what bourbons we're going to do until no right up till showtime. No, we're running out of we're running out of choices. Running out of money. <laughs> Not running out of choice. I don't think we could ever run out of choice. Like I said, I still, I still want to do a Japanese uh, tasting, and I, I almost did. I almost bought some of those because I've never had any of the Japanese. No, I haven't either. But I'm, I mean, you know, they're. I'm curious. A hundred on up. Exactly. Well, and that's that's why I've never went out because I don't did want to get one and then be like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, can, now I've got a reason. Well, we can be. And now the wife won't get mad at me, you know, when I when I buy a hundred dollar bottle. Oh, right. it's for the show. Right. <laughs> we can be everyone's guinea pig. So cool. Yeah. So so please, you know, our socials. If you're if you're watching us, you can see our socials behind us. We have all the socials. You know, we have TikTok. Obviously, you've seen some TikToks. We have Instagram, and of course, we're on um, YouTube. At bourbon, all at bourbon buzz and balling, and, and you can email us. You can, you know, email us, give us some content updates. You know, if you think there's something we ought to be talking about, if feedback. Just, I would love to hear some feedback on tonight's show. With you yeah, know, give us some, give us some, some of your list on who shouldn't still have a job. But you can do that at bourbon buzz and balling pr at gmail.com. That's right. Spotify, yeah. Spotify and Apple. Spotify and every, Apple. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Hit that like button, subscribe, you know, all that helps. Share us with your friends. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll, we'll see you next Wednesday. That's right. We'll see y'all next week. Cheers. Cheers.